You're with Julian on the Americana special and also on uh, reviewing a couple of movies that have a tenuous link. I recently saw the remake of Suspiria. Now, Suspiria was a film by Dario Argento in 1977, the king of gallo horror. I recently reviewed his best film not too long ago uh, called Deep Red, which I gave 9.5 out of 10 to. It's a masterpiece, a better film than his most famous film, Suspiria which is one of his Three Mothers trilogy, and it became synonymous with his style of incredible colours. It's one of the most colourfully beautiful films ever made, Uh, and it was about an American student that went to a dance school in Germany and found it out to be a coven of witches. Some of the murders in it are some of the most dramatically staged deaths in screen history. And the music by Goblin and Dario Argento himself is one of the best soundtracks ever. As a stylistic film, it's an outright masterpiece. Now, they remade that very recently by uh, Luca Guadagnino. Guadagnino. I always say his name wrong. Guadagnino. Every single time. I, I put his film, Call Me By Your Name, in my top 10 of the year, of top 10 of the decade, and I said his name wrong every single time Guadagnino Um, he's an Italian director now he made a a remake of this film and the reason that these this the two reviews on this um, show link up is that I reviewed Scarface earlier he's currently making a remake of Scarface that's been in development hell for more than 10 years and that's been written by the Coen brothers so this is all very very interesting now Luca Guadagnino took a very interesting way of making this film. It was a controversial release back in 2018, but he abandoned that colour palette. That's the most striking thing, artistic choice he made. I think that he was really clever in doing it. Once again, we get um, a Dakota Johnson. Now, I, I was really disturbed by her in this film. I like her a lot because I loved her in Bad Times at the El Royale, which I think is a very underappreciated film. I loved her in that. I saw about 10 seconds of Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, God. They're so bad. It's virtually impossible to watch. In fact, it is impossible to watch. But the thing is, she looks so much like Dakota Fanning in this film. If you've seen Dakota Fanning from the Spa Ranch scene in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood... I really thought it was her. I just saw Dakota and I thought, oh, it's Dakota Fanning. And as the film went on, I thought, no, it isn't. It's Dakota Johnson, um, whose parents are Don Johnson and Melanie Griffiths. Um, and she's making a very big name for herself in films. Some of them haven't been great performances. But she again plays, uh, uh, she's an Amish woman from America that falls in love with the world of serious theatrical dance and comes to a dance academy in west berlin i think west berlin or east berlin but it's during the cold war uh, and there's a lot of this cold war atmosphere around it so he immediately chooses a color palette that's very very gray and i thought this was a really interesting stylistic start he didn't try and compete with the bombast of dario argento's film and it's a simplistic plot in that she starts at this dance academy there are people that have left mysteriously, uh, possibly been murdered, and the whole thing plays out that there's a coven of witches, ancient witches connected to these ancient earth mothers, uh, Suspiria being one of the three eternal witches of the earth, and they worship this Suspiria. 
And it goes back to a, 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 a writing by Thomas de Quincey, I think, off the top of my head, who did the Opium Eaters book. Um, and it's about this eternal witch sort of thing going on. Uh, and they're, they're all these worshippers. And that's the same as Dario Argento's original, um, that there's this coven of witches that, have, that are sucking these girls into this murderous coven. Um, and all of that is broadly similar, but instead of being this very garish and very colourful treatise, it's a very morose Cold War Berlin palette, uh, much more fitting to that whole sort of post-70s Berlin, uh, still in the Cold War, rainy, cold, wrapped up in coats, and, you know, very sort of black and white, but also very sort of dour, noirish look, uh, comparing and contrasting to the Goblin soundtrack, which was very sort of hyper and very colourful, and the, and the visuals of the original, it's almost like the polar opposite stylistically. Um, there isn't a lot of plot. It, it, it follows exactly the same thing. She's this previously hidden Amish girl that has fled America and has come to this dance school to become this world-renowned dancer and works under um, Tilda Swinton, who plays a number of roles in this film. <laughs> And um, she's, the, she's the head of the dance school. Um, and Dakota Johnson becomes friends with, I think, I can't remember the character. But, um, well, Chloe Grace Mortez is in it. And she appears at the start talking to a psychologist saying that there's witches in this place and that all these bad things are happening. And then she promptly disappears. So by the time Dakota gets to the school, there's a lot of murmurings that things aren't right, that bad things are happening to people, people are vanishing, and the psychologist takes on the role of someone from the outside that starts poking around in this dance academy to find out what's going on. And Dakota herself is someone that gradually becomes to listen to the people around her that say that not everything's right here. There are some very strange happenings. At the start, Dakota does a dance for the rest of the class. And while she's doing it, one of the girls that's fled the room, who says that she's had enough of the academy, that they're liars and murderers and so on, she contorts her torso in the movements of Dakota Johnson's movements, but breaking her bones and twisting around like a pretzel. It's probably the most vivid visual scene for most of the film it's it's horrific and quite well done and you see all the bones twisting and contorting almost as though Dakota is is doing it to her and that triggers Tilda Swinton and the other higher-ups to think that this new girl is perhaps someone that can basically they've got their leader is a really old woman who's followed this Suspiria witch for many, many decades and her body is completely kaput. So they want to replace her with her new body. And they think that this Dakota is a vessel that can carry the spirit of this woman into herself, lose her own life, but her body becomes the vessel that this woman exists in. And that's the basic plot for the film. Um, now, it didn't get a massively good write-up when it came out. But I have to say, I really enjoyed this film. Um, it's It can be argued that virtually nothing happens and not enough does happen. I mean, that scene with the woman being twisted up like a pretzel is one of the only times you actually see anything really happen. There's not so much in the way of the murderous gore, virtually nothing. 
but I found the atmosphere here really, really thick. And I don't know how long the film was. It's 152 minutes. A lot of people said that it was too still and too slow. I found the atmosphere really strong. I actually didn't find this a long film to sit through at all. I found it riveting. Um, it, it doesn't have enough, but by the end you get this incredible sequence where something that I suspected happens, but it does so in a very gratifying way. So if you save up your pennies for being getting the gratification all in the last half hour, it certainly does come, and I thought that was all really well done. But the rest of it, the whole Berlin and the atmosphere of this dance academy, I th thought was really intriguing. The music's by Tom York. It's his first soundtrack to a film. Um, I thought the, sound the music was really good, but I thought some of the vocal songs uh, stuck out a bit too much, um, particularly at the end they used one, and I found the lyrics got in the way of it a bit. I wouldn't say Dakota Johnson's performance is particularly great here, but she's very suitable to the role. Um, she's, she's actually a lot older uh, than you would expect this character to be, but she does physically have to put herself through the ringer. Um, and there's a great symbiosis between their maniacal sort of uh, fever dream dancing that they do as part of this academy anyway, and the whole notion of sort of like a witch's coven. It's a great setup for that environment. Um, another problem I've got with the film is they use Tilda Swinton for more than one role. Her performance as a leader of the Dance Academy is excellent. Unfortunately, I saw straight away that the other characters that she was, in particular one who's a major character, one of the main characters, I just was like, that's Tilda Swinton. You're trying, you're going to do a big reveal and it's going to pretend not to be Tilda Swinton. And all through the production, they pretended that this was another actor with a different name. But it's so obviously Tilda Swinton that it did destabilise things a little bit for me because it's, I thought the makeup was a bit hokey. Um, but she does great work. She's worked with this director before. Um, I think it's very interesting what he'll do with Scarface because Scarface was another vivid visual colour fest, uh, baroque and, you know, very intense. So it'll be interesting to see what he does with Scarface because he's co abandoned the stylistic leanings of Dario Argento to make this film at all. Um, I found it actually quite a compelling film. I really enjoyed it, and I thought that the scene-on-scene -scene atmosphere was very strong and kept me interested in what was happening. Um, I did kind of guess what was going to happen towards the end, but at the same time, I was still very impressed by it, uh, and it's certainly a very memorable denouement. So I'm going to—I haven't got too much time to review it. I'm curious if an eight or an eight and a half for this film. Um, I say it's definitely worth watching, but don't expect. Um, a lot of murders, a lot of blood and guts. It's mainly a still atmosphere piece, um, but a very, very well-created one. From director, let's see if I can do it, Luca Guadagnino. Guadagnino. I'm never going to get it right. Guadagnino, who is now directing Scarface. I'm going to give Suspiria an 8.5 out of 10. Um, I'll, I'm sort of in between the two scores, but I found it an unusual... Uh, stylistically bold 
Um, and very interesting film to watch, even though a lot of people find it dull as dishwater. I did like it. I found it. I found the whole world that they existed in to be quite captivating, and I did like the denouement as well. I thought it was it that dipped its toe into Dario Argento crazy, which was a great way to end on. So Suspiria, the remake from 2018, I'm going to give eight and a half out of ten, and I've just got enough time, I think, to fit in the remainder of the music from Fleet Fox's Shore. This is Young Man's Dream.